Welcome to the Avoiding Divorce Podcast. My name is Steve and I want to welcome you to and thank you for listening to today's episode. Just a quick reminder, we do have a email address, avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. That's avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. Please feel free to email us. Let us know about your situation or if you have any comments or questions feel free to email them to that to that address and we will um, take that under consideration for future podcasts that's avoiding divorce at gmail.com and once again thanks for listening welcome to the avoiding divorce podcast i'm your host steve I want to thank you for listening to today's episode we're going to touch on a couple of subjects. Um, In segment one, we'll be talking about does trying to reconnect with your walkaway spouse work? But before we get into that, I want to thank you for listening and thank you for your patience. As I said in the brief uh, release a couple weeks ago, uh, I unfortunately had some life situations that arose over the course of the last few months that really hampered my ability to be able to get new episodes out and published. So I thank you for your patience. I apologize for the, for the absence. I had tried to make a commitment for 2022 to release new episodes every couple of weeks at a minimum. And I'm going to try to double down on that as we move into the second half of the year. So onto the subject of is it possible or how does it work to try to reconnect with a walkaway spouse? And if you've listened to this podcast up to this point, you probably won't be surprised to hear me say that using reconnection techniques to reconnect with a walkaway spouse is really not the best approach. And I bring this up because there's a lot of anti-divorce experts out there There are a lot of marriage counselors out there that when couples in crisis come to them, their advice is that the couple needs to reconnect. And while I agree that reconnecting can be a powerful tool, the problem is that if you try to reconnect with a spouse that has one foot out the door, your reconnection efforts are really going to be futile. And the reason for that is, is what we've talked about on this podcast before, that reconnection techniques really fall under the umbrella of pressure and pursuit. And typically, pressure and pursuit will push a walkaway spouse out the door faster than sitting back, giving them time and space, and letting them try to figure themselves out. So when you go to anti-divorce books or videos, and they start talking about reconnecting with uh, an obstinate spouse or a spouse that's trying to walk away from the marriage, I really urge you to take that Uh, that advice with caution. Be careful. Reconnection 
techniques with a spouse that wants out of the marriage can seem uh, empty. It can feel like too little too late uh, on the side of the walkaway spouse. And in fact, when you attempt some of these techniques, whether that's setting up a weekly date night, uh, whether that is trying, you know, reading books that will have you try to uh, do mutual reconnection activities. The you'll hear words from the walkaway spouse, something along the lines of, "Why didn't you try to do this a year ago? Why didn't you try to do this sooner? This is too little, too late. Um, it's you know too late to to try these things. Um, you know if you had uh, tr if you had." done these things uh, earlier in the marriage, then maybe it could have been saved, but not now. The other thing that reconnection techniques and activities with a walkaway spouse can uh, cause is it can be a reminder, just like saying, I love you, it can be a reminder to the walkaway spouse that they really don't feel the same way you do. They really aren't interested in saving the marriage. They really aren't interested in reconnecting. I think about the situation in my own marriage that I talked about 17 years ago. Um, I read a book by a prominent uh, psychologist and his advice was to do activities like uh, sitting in chairs with your with your knees together and reciting uh, certain things to one another. And when I mentioned this to my walkaway spouse at the time, she was extremely uh, against any type of activity like that. She just wasn't feeling it. And she felt like Doing those sorts of things was just going through the motions. There's also some popular books out there that uh, really try to uh, get you to take a daily activity to reconnect with your spouse. And again, I think that those have merit before the divorce bomb is dropped. But after the divorce bomb is dropped, you really have to be careful about which, which of those activities you decide to engage in. Uh, one of the most popular books, I won't mention it, that espouse these daily activities for reconnection. Uh, some of them are a little more than a left-behind spouse that has heard the words, I want a divorce, or I love you, but I'm not in love with you, or I want out of the marriage. Uh, there are activities that, that are really too much for those situations. And so you have to really pick and choose from some of those books uh, what activities you engage in. Reconnection after the divorce bomb has been dropped is a very uh, difficult uh, balancing act to try to walk. And you're better off if you have if you have questions about an activity, to always gauge it against the question of, is this an activity 
that qualifies as pressure or pursuit. And if it does, then step back from that activity. Remember, as I've said in this podcast before, doing nothing is doing something. So when you're compelled to try to do something to better your situation, sometimes doing nothing is the right action to take. And you shouldn't feel like you're not doing anything by doing nothing because you've actually made the conscious decision to back away from activities that are going to push your walkaway spouse further away and embrace giving them time and space, backing off, uh, concentrating on your own self-improvements, concentrating on recapturing that life that you had before you were married, and really focusing on learning to be happy by yourself. Those are all activities, while not directly uh, related to trying to save the marriage, are much better activities once a spouse has told you that they want less of you, not more of you. Now, there are some reconnection activities that I do think you can start to engage in if your spouse is, you know, not completely closed off and hasn't completely left you or separated or walked out the door. In those situations, I really, really, really suggest the no contact last resort technique of backing off and letting them be the one to reach out to you. But if you're in in home separation, if your spouse has only said things and hasn't really taken any action towards the um, dissolving of the marriage, then there are a couple of things that are espoused by um, some anti-divorce experts that I think can have some reconnection type qualities, but aren't overt pressure and pursuit. And these are uh, the talk charge and the touch charge. Now, I, I have to give credit where credit is due. These are not my techniques. Um, so if you go look them up, you'll see that they are part of uh, another or, or a, a uh, an anti-divorce expert who's pretty prominent in the industry. And if your situation warrants the usage of talk charges and touch charges, then they can have some real benefit because they're not overt, they're very subtle, and it's not you trying to force yourself onto your walkaway spouse and really you know, pressuring pursuing them. And so look up a talk charge where you, you know, call them and either leave a voicemail or if they answer the phone, you just quickly tell them like a 30 to 45 second fun thing um, or interesting thing, maybe something that just happened at work that you thought they would find amusing or find interesting. But here's the key. When they answer the phone, you tell them, hi, 
and you say, hey, real quick, I just got to tell you something that just happened or I, something that I just heard or something that I just wanted to share with you. You tell them the 30 or 45 second thing and then you say, okay, that's all. I just wanted to tell you that, share that with you. Got to go and then say goodbye and hang up. Do not try to stretch it into a longer conversation. Don't do this more than once per day. And again, the key is to keep it short, to the point, and quick. And the best part about this is if they don't answer the phone, you can still do this on voicemail. And I did see some improvement in my own situation when I employed these uh, talk charges in communication. After a few weeks, my wife was actually picking up the phone and doing the same thing back. Um, I believe subconsciously, she, you know, she didn't realize she was doing the same thing back, but she now felt very comfortable where before she didn't in picking up the phone and just sharing something with me quickly, whether it was on voicemail or whether I answered the phone. So those are talk charges. They can, they can have some benefit in certain situations. And another one um, that I think is very beneficial or can be very beneficial is touch charges. Now, again, if you're separated from your, from your spouse, you're not going to have this opportunity. So this is only applicable to certain situations. But really what this is is just very subtle uh, touches throughout you know, the day or as you have opportunity. Maybe if your spouse is standing in the kitchen and you're you know, getting something out of the refrigerator behind them, you just lightly brush up against them. Um, as you pass by, you just kind of lay your hand on their elbow, you know, almost as if, hey, don't back up into me type of thing. But these are very subtle touches. They are in no way sexual. They're not really even affectionate. They're just small, little, subtle touches um, as you have opportunity throughout the day. It's not something you should go out of your way to look for. It should just kind of happen naturally as you guys are passing and moving about uh, the, the living space. And again, probably um, intimacy and touching has been a problem that ha or has been one of the problems that has, has led up to the divorce bond being dropped in your situation. So these subtle little touch charges can have uh, a small but building impact over time on your situation. And again, it has to be in the right situation. But in general, after bomb day, reconnection activities and techniques are really going to be off the table um, because that falls under the umbrella of pressure and pursuit. And that's something that you should be removing all of after bomb day. So that's the segment on reconnection techniques and activities. Hopefully that was helpful to you. It goes a lot along the lines a lot of what we've already talked about with um, saying being the one to say I love you 
Um, it really is something that you should be avoiding in your situation um, after bomb day. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with our second topic for the day. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to this episode of Avoiding Divorce. My name is Steve. I'm your host. I want to thank you for listening to segment one. In segment two, we're going to be looking at another topic um, that really helps, I think, answer some questions that left-behind spouses sometimes have. And those questions are really around, um, you know, how how can I prove to my walkaway spouse that the positive changes I'm making are real and lasting? Or even when can I expect my changes uh, to start having an impact on my walkaway spouse? And really those questions, um, unfortunately, assume that avoiding divorce is going to have an impact on your spouse. And I want to make sure I give a disclaimer here that there's, as I've said before, there's no guarantees that any of these techniques are going to save your marriage. However, I think these techniques will certainly move your own life forward and will set you up for future relationship success, um, whether or not you save your marriage or not. Um, but they're good questions because a lot of times uh, people are trying to gauge whether the things they're doing are having an impact or not. And I talk to a lot of left-behind spouses that try to make positive improvements, and they, they say things like, well, the walkaway spouse doesn't believe that the changes are real. They think we're, I'm trying to manipulate them back to the marriage. Um, they, you know, just have no confidence that these are real and lasting changes. And what I really wanted to talk to you about in this segment was talking to you about, we've already spent quite a bit of time in this podcast talking about time and letting time go by. But it's really, really important for the left behind spouse to be consistent in their avoiding divorce activities and techniques. One of the things that, you know, I learned in my own journey through uh, self-discovery after the divorce bond was dropped on me was that any positive changes that I was making could be completely undone with one slip-up. All of the progress that I could make, you know, trying to recapture that exciting life that I had before, um, the, the self-improvements that I was working on to become the best version of myself, and, of course, um, learning to be happy by myself, all of those efforts could easily be undone by slipping up and engaging in pressure pursuit or slipping back into an 
old poor behavior, whatever it was that caused me to uh, take two steps back after taking one step forward. So the idea of being as consistent as possible needs to be at the forefront of your mind. And I really encourage left behind spouses to take their avoiding divorce uh, techniques and the activities that come out of those techniques on a day-to-day, on a day-by-day basis. You know, it's a kind of a, a sports analogy, especially in baseball, where uh, it's very easy to look forward to um, the current series that you're in or thinking about the, the games that you would want to win in the next two weeks or month and to lose focus on the game at hand. And this is the same for left behind spouses that are trying to do the things that won't drive their walkaway spouse away, but will improve their chances for uh, reconciliation. And you really can't look ahead. You really can't look ahead to next week, next month, six months from now or a year from now. You really have to focus on implementing the techniques and the activities on a day-by-day basis. Just think about getting through today by making sure that you're you know, staying busy and getting a life and trying to recapture that exciting life that you had before you were married. Really doubling down on your self-improvements, making sure that you're in, in individual counseling on a, on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, that you're taking the feedback you get from your counselor and trying to incorporate that into your day-to-day life and that you're really focused on becoming the best version of yourself today. Um, And then, of course, learning to be happy by yourself. Um, Learning techniques that can help you get through uh, periods of uh, spiraling and being distraught about your situation, whether that's prayer, whether that's meditation, whether that's calling up a friend and having a fun, light conversation, whether that's going and engaging in some hobby or um, activity that you enjoy, rock climbing, hiking, hunting, uh, archery, you know, whatever it is, embracing those things on a day-to-day basis so that you can get your mind off of the spiraling and start to learn how to be happy by yourself and cope with understanding that there are things that are outside of your control. But this has to be done consistently. And what I see a lot with with left-behind spouses that struggle is they might be really good at one of those three on any given day, or maybe two out of those three on any given day. Um, But then they aren't so good on the third one. Or, you know, they're, they make excuses why they can't go out and be busy. You know, I, I can't afford it. It costs too much. 
And the left behind spouses that I've seen struggle the most are the ones that, that uh, don't stay busy, that just sit and stew in their situation. And so if you find yourself one day with nothing to do and your situation starts to pile on to you and you start to feel yourself mentally and emotionally spinning, don't just sit there and stew. Be consistent in trying to stay busy. Find something constructive to do. Reach out to a friend and see if they want to go to dinner or just hang out. Um, or if you've got another activity that you can engage in, whether that's going to a local park and doing some walking through nature or you know hiking through the hills or, or whatever that is, staying consistently busy and trying to recapture that exciting life that you once had that it attracted your walkaway spouse to you to begin with is something that you need to do every single day. As is cementing your self-improvement, as is trying to figure out how and learn how to be happy by yourself. And I know this might sound oversimplistic to some of you, um, but really the beauty of this is in the simplicity. It really isn't that complicated. Now, is it difficult to put into practice? Absolutely. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But if you can get really good at every single day concentrating on the principles that we espouse on this podcast, you'll be amazed at how much better you feel, how much better that you will interact not only with your walkaway spouse, but with others, and how much better your life will start to be moving forward. You know, there's, a, there's another simple principle that um, I've often heard and I've even repeated to others. And it's a, it's a marriage principle that some people will dismiss as being overly simple. But I really think that it, it's true. And that principle is, if you want a better marriage, be a better spouse. And that's really what the basis of the avoiding divorce principles are. We get selfish in our marriages. And despite our spouse telling us that they want less of us, we try to give them more of us. When our spouse lets us know that they're not feeling it and we still try to push on them uh, the pressure and pursuit that, that we think will improve things, that's not being a better spouse. So after we get the divorce bomb dropped on our head, we really need to embrace backing off, giving them time and space, being consistent about that, doing that on a day-by-day -day basis, no matter how hard, no matter how tempted you are to pick up that phone and call them and have yet another relationship talk, no matter how much you want to text them and just let them know that you're thinking about them, no matter how much you want to set up a date or send flowers or some gift to them, you really uh, need to understand that pressure and pursuit is the enemy in your situation after you've heard uh, 
the words that they want to divorce. And that you really need to, on a day-by-day basis, keep yourself from engaging in those activities. And the way that you do that is remove the focus from them, put the focus on yourself. And if you have kids, it's even easier because you can focus on being the best parent for your kids that you can be. And sometimes that will really... um, you know, give you something to, to focus on rather than focusing on the problems in the marriage. But consistency is a, is a very important piece of the avoiding divorce uh, puzzle. And you really need to make sure that you're engaging in the avoiding divorce principles and activities every single day and trying to nip in the bud any activity that does not adhere to those principles um, on a day-by-day basis. Again, remember what I said at the start of this segment. If you slip up, it can erase all of the progress that you've made with your walkaway spouse, whether you know about the progress or whether you don't. So try to remain consistent. I thank you for listening to today's episode of Avoiding Divorce. I thank you again for your patience as I try to uh, get more episodes recorded and published. And I want to remind you to uh, feel free to email us at avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. That's avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, uh, suggestions for future show topics, whatever it may be, We'll be happy to field your your, uh, emails. Please give us a few days to get to them. We don't always get to them right away, but we try to respond to every single one. Thanks for listening, and as always, do whatever you can to avoid divorce. Thank you.